0: Welcome back to episode 135 of the Compound Podcast, presented by Parse Rum, my favorite rum, your favorite rum, our favorite rum, the Compound's favorite rum, Chicago's favorite rum, the world's yes. favorite rum. What? I think it everybody. Is, it's worldwide. It's your planting a tree. Well, everyone I mean, likes to save the earth. We know it's an international company based in Colombia, making great rum, planting trees. And uh, it's, uh, it's about that time of year, about that time of year where you go get yourself a bottle of rum. It's cold. We're all in the north right now. We're all in the north. We're all in different places being cold together. Everyone's cold together. It's and you cold. know what? You know what the best way to warm up the insides is? Bottle of parse rum. Um, that is a great way to warm base.
1: up the insides, but it's not cold.
0: It's cold. It is it's not. cold out there. I walked, uh, walked outside this morning in the, in the AM, in the wee AM hours. And let me let me tell you, I was cold. I had gloves on. I had gloves. How many had, different homes do you have? I got just homes. Fly from home to home. I got places. I'm all over. I'm uh, I am really all over for the next few weeks. It's gonna be I'm gonna be recording the podcast from a different place every week for the next probably five weeks. So this week you're in Chicago. I'm in Chicago. Yeah,
1: nice. Did you get your trophy? No.
0: When did you get it? uh the um award ceremony deal is in new york on friday i don't know if they're gonna hand it to me then and i get to see it but maybe did you watch the
1: show when they announced it on tv yeah. oh yeah oh yeah i was watching it and it was funny like when they had Pena won and rio muto one and i think kyle tucker one when it's like all right you can take the trophy and they're like Okay. Uh what what do you want me to do with it? Yeah, like, I, I gotta I, go. I gotta go, play, I B, I gotta go hit yeah.
0: BP. Like I got a game in an hour. Gotta go play a game in, in, in a few hours. Yeah. Um that was really cool. Really cool to watch see that. Oh, well, we get a little highlight highlight reel, a little fluff. It's nice. It's cool. I did you and, remember
2: all the plays on the highlight reel? Or were you like sometimes oh, yeah. like, damn, that was pure?
0: No. I remembered. I mean, yeah, you know, like the baseball play memory, like you remember who hit the ball it was what you were thinking oh yeah
2: isn't it, isn't it sickening how athletes have like some some don't remember shit and then others like you could bring out like a play or a count to me and all chances are i'm gonna remember what it is but yeah. then i can't remember to turn a light off or something
0: no it's just that <laughs> baseball brain where you have all of the all of those plays in the in the real yeah bull back is out. also
1: just kind of dumb sometimes Oh, right. Like in, in like normal world things. Come on, hey. man. Well, I mean that with all due hit, respect. Got, got and I said it. with all due respect. So you know why? Because
2: because fucking assholes like you just keep throwing at me. That's keep not getting very, nice. hit.
1: It's not very getting I hit, hit you in the arm and in the shoulder. Does that hurt your brain? Hey, you Tough know. Tough dude. Tough times
2: you up and in. I'm on the ground. have to go on the IL for a concussion. The second
1: one wasn't up and in. It was nip or belly button height. Uh, Get out of the way. I guys. wake up
2: sometimes in cold sweats. Because my elbow hurts from you.
1: But actually, Ian, congrats. We yeah, that was it. really cool. That was sick. I watched the entire show. I don't think I've ever watched the show before in my life, but I was like, I'm going to watch for Ian. And it was awesome. Thank you.
2: That is show gold. Hey, and your glove
1: next year. That's so I I Kyle Tucker, I think, said that. I'm like, that's the coolest part is that forever. Your glove can have the gold patch, right?
0: Yeah. So for people who don't know Rawlings, um, when you win the gold glove, where, hold on. This is, oh, Let me do something for the YouTubers. He's got to have a glove nearby. This
2: is an incentive to watch on YouTube as well. Yes.
0: Okay. So for for all the uh, people who are watching on the YouTube, um, you see the nice little Rawlings patch right here is red. Okay. If you win the gold glove, that becomes gold. And the whole thing is gold. And the only way you can have that on your glove is if you've won a gold glove, no one else is allowed to have it, um, and that's the coolest thing. So if you ever see a guy on the field do one of these, it's because they have the gold. And uh, Stroman Stroman will do it. Um, some other guys have done it. Jay Hay will do it for other. He doesn't really do it for himself, but he'll do it for other guys when they make a play like that. It's the, um, the
3: best. Like
2: if you hear miked up going back to the mic'd up, and someone makes a nice play, and you're like, "That's why he's got gold." It's yeah. awesome.
0: This is the sickest. And like, yeah, whenever Jay or like Riz would make a sick play, I would always be like, you know, what Jay's got? Five, five, yeah, he's four, got platinum on his Or five. We well, you can
2: get a platinum well, color one. That's right. Yeah. Is Riz there is a platinum, platinum patch too? Oh, yeah.
0: R- yeah, Riz oh, is that's platinum. so sick. So like, guys got gold, or like, that's five times, five times gold. Try the is are like, they'll be like, that's why that glove's a little bit heavier. <laughs> so I'm very, I'm very excited. I actually, uh rawlings is sending me my gloves for next year they'll probably come december january and it's like can we get those can those patches put on there oh, patches yeah. put on the new ones might as well right put away? it on my jersey too where the C would be yeah hey, right and that's
2: let everybody that's know that's the
0: coolest uh that's the coolest thing ever uh and then the trophy is really really cool i've said i said this but that's like besides the, the old commissioner's trophy the world series trophy like that's the coolest trophy in baseball so
2: so Ian, another just quick thing. How how, I don't know. I thought I read something. Um, how you kind of always thought about winning a Gold Glove, but like when I you know play with you, um, and I kind of coming up, I just thought you know you're a first rounder who banged, and that was kind of like your your way to get through the minor leagues, right? I mean, I mean, yeah, you could play multiple positions, but like when were you? I don't know, like not expecting, or when did that even come, like a rational thought like hey you know i might want to win a gold glove
0: you know you know because like, you
2: try because not saying you tried to play in football you played infield for a little bit too and then you yeah. kind of just solidified yourself in left and center
0: well you know like when you're a kid and you're playing shortstop and you're the best player like it's all you, you dream like you know yeah. i i took a lot of pride in defense at, at coming up growing up and like played shortstop my whole life um and like took a lot of pride in that you know i was not as good as I thought I was, I'm sure. But like, I really, you know, I took a lot of pride in that defensive work and like feeling like I could play that in college and play that at the next level. And, you know, I get to college and uh, and play infield my first year, I played kind of bounced around to get in the lineup. but then I played mostly second, my my freshman year in, in in college. Then I went to the Cape, same thing. Like it was a freshman in the Cape and like there's dudes, showcase dudes who have to play short in second. So I ended up like bouncing around playing outfield, playing first. Um, and a new college coach comes in and moves me to the outfield. So like, I didn't have a chance to, like, I always thought that I could do it in the infield. Didn't have a chance. Then I get drafted, go play infield, try to learn how to play second base, same thing, get to the big leagues. And like, yeah, we got like eight second basemen who are really good and then bounce around. And that's how you get in the lineup. And like, you don't, when you don't have a position, let me tell you, when you don't have a position that you're playing every day, really hard to win the gold club in that spot. So, and like, <laughs> hard hard to get good or to like really feel like, you can master it. And I always felt like, and it's just you know, you have a confidence in yourself, but I always felt like if I had a chance to lock down one spot, yeah. Wasn't going to be shortstop in the big leagues, but like, if I had a chance to lock down one spot, wherever that was like, and really put all of my effort into it, I was going to be an above average defender. Not like, sure. Hey man, there's a lot of really good athletes in the big leagues, but like, I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm a good athlete, I'm not a below average right. defender. Yeah, like yeah. if you give me one spot, I can be above average. And then, yeah. um, you know, as we're going through this year, and I always felt like try to play center field for as long as I can, but then like, hey, if I'm gonna play left field every day, if that's what if that's what it's gonna be, yeah, I'm gonna find a way to make myself the best I possibly can be at that position. It's the first time probably since high school that I've been able to focus on one spot and run out to one spot every single day and feel like I could learn that, be completely and totally entrenched in like what it takes to dominate that position um and you know to be able to do that for 158 games and go out there every single day to one spot like i just i really think that that's what i always believed i could do and it to have that like all come full circle and to get some of that like recognition for it is it's a it's, it's a cool feeling it
2: it is really cool and you know to hear for me obviously both of you guys both know that i love infield i love defense and kind of hearing people talk about how they take so much pride in defense is awesome because like nobody talks about defense unless they have to, whether it's a really good play or it's a shitty play in a big situation. That's kind of like, you know, you'll, you'll get the occasional, yeah, Ian Happ's doing great out there, but there's no like, yeah, the defensive run saved, whatever. But like, I think to the regular baseball fan, it's not really talked about and explained well enough in my opinion. So to like hear that, you know there are so many guys out there who, you know, say that they take pride in defenses. Like I think that's really cool because not many people, like I said, talk about it or don't want to say care about it. But like everyone's like, oh yeah, this guy hit you know sixty two homers this year. But like Aaron Judge is probably one of the better right fielders in all of baseball too. Yeah, yeah and that's never. just it, that's not even talked about.
0: I'm not I'm not the type of guy that like goes out when something like this happens and is like for all the people. But like I took. Right you know, you work really hard on your craft. And like, I took a lot of pride in defense and like when stuff would come out or even like within, you know, people in the organization or scouts or whatever, you know, that said, you know, there's no position or below average defender or, you know, stroke. It's like, well, shit, you go play seven positions in the big leagues. Like I've played seven. Yeah. And I played six, five regularly, six when I would fill in at first, like, Go play five positions in the big leagues, cover two infield positions and three outfield positions. Like your who mind is that? spinning. Who like does no that matter. above you, average? Yeah. And I was, like, I would always that was the one thing that I would always feel like slighted on is like I can do this at a high level if I'm given the opportunity. And um, you know, now now you get once that's gold gloves attached to your name, that uh, you know, some of those doubts go away, which is nice. Like shit, 100%. I was always like, God damn
2: it's it's it is so hard to play more than one. like your mind is spinning on defense regardless especially in the big leagues just uh, again you know but like the game is so fast like i don't care what you say the difference between a triple a game just like your mental aspect like your heart rate you know you have it feels like you have to be in the absolute perfect spot every play you're not going to be trusted out there so it's like for you to you know explain how you know, you, you're you not comfortable at one position. It's like, hey, Ian, go play third. You haven't played there in two years. And by the way, it's the bottom of the ninth, no doubles. And he, might, this guy might bunt, but you have to be back, but you also have to be in to take away a double. Go get him.
0: Yeah, dude. And you're I the mean, cutoff my, man.
2: And make sure you hear if Contreras wants the ball cut off or not. Dude,
0: 2018, 2018, KB goes down. I haven't played third base really in my life. Like, <laughs> I've played it, but like consistently, never. KB goes down. There's at-bats at third. Guess who's playing third? Your boy, Eugenio Suarez, Eugenio Suarez is just hitting rockets to me at third base. I'm like, God, like I've never been over here. I don't even know where I'm standing. I'm literally, my head is in the dugout because oh, yeah. our infield coach is moving me every play into position. And then like you're trying to play, you're trying to be like competent out there and help the team and be serviceable. And it's like, dude, you know how hard it is to play three infield positions to cover third, short and second. And all the nuances of those series are let alone bouncing in and out in game. You know, play go play six innings at third, and then when it's time to flip around, you're gonna go play left, and then we're gonna do all this stuff. And it's like all right, and then you're gonna do it tomorrow. It's like
1: it's it, and, and, and you said 18, it before, that doesn't even take into account like the wind in Wrigley. Like you can't practice that. Like you can't practice for like, oh, there's a swirling wind, like ah.
2: And it's, you guys 18 are fighting for a wild card spot. So basically every game. Yeah matter obviously every game matters in general but like there's it's just more of a spotlight like that like people don't think about that shit.
0: yeah i think it's hard it's hard to like to uh, to describe to people like how hard it is to practice like what you actually see in the game like coaching at you fungos you can work on choppers you can work on this stuff but the actual like simulating game reps like simulating the top spin from a third baseman simulating the one hop Rocket into your chest that you have to like drop step on. That's time. That's experience. That's years and years of getting comfortable with different types of ground balls and where you are and like then making the throw. Like all that stuff comes into account. And the reason the why months. the dudes, the reason why the dudes that are the best in the world are the best in the world, is because Nolan Ernano's been playing third base for 15, 20 years. Like this dude is so good at it because he does it every it's single so,
2: day. It's so low-key like what you said about having game-like reps like no matter what somebody hits a fungo not even close and it it shows because every day like infielding co- coaches and players are always talking like hey how can we make this more realistic or game-like like we've we've tried like five different ways to hit a fungo like whether it's side flip a flip right ahead of you lobbing it in throwing it a little bit firmer just so you could make it as game-like as possible and it's still not even close to being game-like. And then mm-hmm. you have – that's your only
1: time to practice, basically. Yeah. I feel and like you, that's the you, same as in the outfield, too. Like, it's tough yeah. to – like, like bounces off walls in different stadiums you play in. Like, is it a padded wall? Is it the ivy? Like, it's tough to practice how it's going to come off of that. Yeah. And so, go,
0: shag, go shag BP when dudes are hitting rockets it's and, a home and hitting base. homers. And yeah. it's like, okay, yeah, guess what? When a guy takes a full swing and gets it off the end – and make and that read. sprint back guess yeah. guess what read you don't get in bp the full swing off the end read or like the broken bad read and they're saying yeah.
2: why is ian happen fucking left field this is a joke and you're just like hey asshole you come come and do it come and look yeah. come, where, yeah. where are you breaking
0: yeah i mean that's it's, the you know it's that's it's, that's the it's, it's it's really hard to play multiple positions to do all that, to learn the game at all these spots. And then when you are that guy that floats around, you get, I've said this before, but you get judged at five positions at first base, you get judged against Anthony Rizzo at second base, you get judged against, you know, Javi Baez and Tommy Edman. at third base, you get judged against Nolan Arenado in left field. You get judged against Alec Escort in center field. You get judged against like every single one of the best players who has played the position their entire life. Is the guy you get judged against, and like that, that, it's just it's nuts. It's
2: it's nuts. One more one more thing about the, like Dakota's point about playing outfield, how it's the same thing. Like I bounced around a little bit, and I I was fine, serviceable, and then I played there in high school. But like whenever somebody asks, "Hey, can you go play the outfield?" I'm like, yeah, sure. How hard can it be? But like nobody sees the early work that in that outfielders do, like ground ball work, because of pressing through a ball that you have to throw somebody out on a do or die play and like worrying about those little short hops where it's like, as an infielder, I know that like, yeah, I want to get a short hop or I want to get no hop. And it's like, I go out on the outfield and I'm like, oh my God, I'm running full speed at this ball, trying to field it on the side of my body to try to throw somebody out. And like, it happened once in a game and it was just, like, I was like, oh my God. Now that's not even talking about the ball when it snakes. Like people don't know if the, the way the grass is cut against the grain
1: It'll literally shake back and forth like a snake. Well, and a, and another one, especially in minor league stadiums, is the lights. Like, oh in, yeah, like Zach lost yeah. the lights when we played them, But that's what I mean. Yeah. Like, people don't realize they're like, how do you lose it in the lights? Like, you come try to see it. Like, good luck. Yeah. It it disappears. Yeah, it's just it's
0: crazy. Let's. This has been a great defensive discussion. We could talk all day about it, and I could scream at the clouds about it. Let me tell you, I could scream. No, no, you can't
3: talk- you got gold.
0: You it's all gold. I got gold. We need to we need to talk about the World Series. Dakota, I think, is the first one that wants to yell at the clouds. Dakota, do you want to yell?
1: I don't want to yell at the clouds. I just I didn't like, and I get Alvarado is like their guy. He's like their shutdown guy. I didn't like him coming in to face Alvarez. What was I think that was the last game, wasn't it? He? he gave up the Homer, the nuke yes. The center. Yes. I like how many. I don't know like the stats on this, but like how many times did Alvarez see him over the course of the series? I probably every single game. Also, an insane stat is how good Alvarez hits against lefties. He has a better average against lefties and still has like a nine. He still has a 950 OPS or 900, something like that. I just just didn't like it because he's seen him so many times. It was just one of those things.
0: I know that it's the, uh, When you're in the playoffs and like, especially when it's sudden, like you're, you're down to, if you lose, you're done. Like the, the idea of sticking to like, Hey, starter got us through five or six. He's on short or rest. And that wasn't like short, short, but shorter. And, um, you know, as soon as he gets in trouble, like we got to go to the bullpen and he had 70 pitches. He's your best guy. It was Nola, right? no it was wheeler oh yeah it was wheeler sorry and i just like man i know it's really tough i know it's really tough to stick with that guy and like hindsight it's so easy like if of uh, course if he strikes him out it's like oh great if that dude comes in and punches a couple tickets and they get out of the inning it's different but like man, I would have liked to see him keep going. And like what that does for you, if you can get through and he has less bullpen to use, and then they get to the next day, they can, they can have more fresh arms. Ah, it's just, it's tough. It's so tough. What it, it's, I don't want to manage in the big so That'll be so hard.
1: Yeah. And I get it. Like, it's like, Hey, this is a huge spot in the game. Who's our best arm It's Elvarado. Let's go to him. And I understand that, but it's just, I'm with you. I would have liked to see Wheeler like, yeah, he's on short rest, whatever. And I don't know Zach Wheeler, but I imagine that he's like, I don't care. I will throw 120 pitches. He said he said it
2: caught him off guard. He was like, That's "That's what I mean. Like Brandon
1: Morrow threw in every single game in the World Series when you're like, those guys, like, at least that's how I'd be personally. It'd be like, I would love to be out there. Unless my arm is hanging by a thread. I'd be like, let's like, what am I saving myself for? Like if something happens, it happens. That's just baseball, but I mean, it's also, Ian, you said hindsight 2020. If Alvarado comes in and strikes out the next three guys, it's like, oh, what a great decision. And I'm not questioning Rob Thompson at all because I get it. Bring Your best arm. It's just seemed to me like this is the same guy that's seen him so many times. Like he's got to have him by now because Jordan Alvarez is such a good hitter.
0: If I saw his pitch count closer to 100, it was 90. Yes. It's 70, yeah. 70. So I'm just like, ah, ah, I have to interrupt this. I have to interrupt this talk. Because I have to talk about Manscaped. Okay? Because we're doing 20% off. And we're doing free shipping with code compound. It's manscaped.com, 20% off, free shipping, code compound. You guys know about the performance package, the 4.0. Got the lawnmower trimmer. Who loves the lawnmower trimmer? I do. I love it. Me. Got the weed whacker for the ears and the nose hairs. Got all kinds of stuff. This package is, and, and the briefs. You guys got the briefs? I do. Exactly, wears We're time. Wear I brief. wear them all you the time.
2: Brief. I wear them all the time.
0: All the time. The package, the 4.0 package, is uh, about as good as you can get. And the holidays are coming up. They're coming up. Maybe use this code. Maybe use 20% off free shipping code Compound. A little gift. A little gift. Is, there, is anything a, else that is a, great gift. That, that that is
2: a great gift. that was to
1: say. That is actually a really good I gift. would I would actually recommend it. It's very convenient to have, especially like you said, the Weed Whacker. I've never cleaned out my nose hairs. It's a good decision it helps it helps especially it's cold up here it's you weird. tell me you, you clean out your nose hairs all the time stop
0: weed You whack. looked at weed me whack. like
1: i was crazy like oh, come on weed like, whack your nose weed whack. i'm gonna weed whack it i would never use anything
0: else Nope. never do you guys want to talk about anything else from the series i do you want to talk about the yeah. astros at all i think you know astros are a really good baseball team good for them i think no. the phillies watching the phillies run was unbelievable the Astros were the best team in baseball all year. I mean, they really that's not were. True. The Dodgers were really, really well, good. Well, but-,
1: but they, the Astros were the most un, I, I, under the radar to me at least. I didn't notice how good they were the whole year. Like, would they have 104 wins, something the like that? Yankees the Yankees were season. just
2: overshadowing them,
1: and the Yankees had less wins, obviously. But like, yeah, the Yankees overshadowed them storyline wise. But Jeremy Pena. I don't like the Astros. I'm not afraid to say it. I don't like the Astros. I feel like America doesn't like the Astros. That's just how it is now. That's a fact of life. That's how it goes. I don't like them. I was rooting for the Phillies because also our friend Kyle Schwarber is on the Phillies. I was rooting for him. But Jeremy Pena is fun to watch play baseball. Zach has to love watching that guy play baseball.
2: I, dude, it's, it's crazy. Guy steps in for Correa, wins a gold glove, wins ALCS. MVP. World, when, MVP, World Series, World yeah. Series, MVP, like what? When yeah. like you in dream tool. about in a like, tool, he
1: wasn't stuck down the eight hole. It's like, Hey, we're putting this, bro, like, we want him at the plate. I, it's
2: funny. Like you dream about as a kid, like, Oh man, I want to, you know, like Dick, uh, Ian said, I want to win a gold glove. And like this guy just attacked and knocked off three huge accomplishments in back to back weeks. And it's like,
0: what the fuck? Where, where does that happen? I wonder. I, I wonder. This is hot take. I wonder when he would have been in the big leagues if Correa wasn't.
2: I mean, so well, he's only what, 24 right now? Like 24, probably, 25. Like, I, would, like, I wonder back. if they
0: held him back because Correa was there. They had L2, but they had Brakeman. Like, there's no really where to go.
1: Don't you think he would have been traded at the deadline? If
0: Correa signed back this year, I bet Pena gets
1: like a deadline trade, like to get a big piece. Like, a piece 100%. Yeah,
0: but I mean, awesome for him. What a what a playoff run and what a start to a career. He's he's a really exciting player. And he put himself on the map. I think. Also, like the most underrated thing, the Astros bullpen just unbelievable. Oh, I mean, starting ooh. pitching was great. It wasn't fair. Pitching was there for him, but the bullpen bullpen was amazing. We talked about Presley last episode about his mix. I mean, he had five six saves. Like he he threw every Same. day. He was lights out. Um Probably one of the most underrated closers in baseball.
1: One hundred percent, and you know, just Ryan really, Brady really- to me was a guy I saw he come in, he'd come in the game, and I was like, I don't know why I was like they're they're not going to score like this Bro, guy. Is, he was like eleven and like
2: sixteen or seventeen punchies with no runs. Like
1: he hasn't so given to- up a run since October fifth. I think that was still the regular season. It was. He didn't give up a single run in the postseason. What the fuck, and That's he just- threw like so.
2: Eight, obviously 10, you guys innings. i mean so uh, you know everybody like what dakota was saying
1: four total hits Huh? four total hits the whole postseason up in like 12 innings that's pretty good
0: second good
1: that's like and that's real quick sorry zach Now you're good interject that's another thing for a reliever i feel like is very understated like if if you're a reliever and it's a tight spot one base runner especially like, say you're in Philadelphia, you get a base runner on and the crowd is nuts. You know what I mean? Like if you go one, two, three, you don't let them get going. But if you walk the leadoff guy or leadoff guy gets a single all of a sudden, like, Oh, here's a rally. Like, here we go. Like he would just come yeah. in and be like, nah, you're not even touching first base.
2: Strike three, strike three, strike
1: three. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead, Zach.
2: No. So obviously 2017 from like then on, like that talk was just like, Oh, Astros for the cheaters. Like, you know, Whenever anybody talked about it and around baseball, we all knew like the Dodgers, the Astros can develop anybody and it just goes to show. But like we, there was always kind of a little bit of skeptic- skepticism, like, you know, that's eh, the Astros. Yeah, they're really good. But like, what are they doing over there? But it's just like, again, they win this year and it's like, what the, what else can you say that they develop and they win?
1: That's exactly like, I agree with you. The whole narrative is they're cheaters. Like, what are they doing? But what they're doing is they develop the shit out of their pitchers, position players too, but their pitchers, especially are like, we saw in the minors playing against round rock and all like, they have guys that I'm like, you'd be in 29 big league bullpens. Like, how are you still down here? you
2: said it, that guy Hensley, like, no, nope, we were texting in our group message. Like I said, I nobody, never nobody's heard, heard about
1: this guy and you look at his stats and he's 300 this year in AAA. And it's just like, what the fuck, where are these guys coming that from? Guy, that guy came up to the plate and I texted in our group text. I said, maybe I don't watch a ton of baseball, but I said, I've never heard this name in my life and he's playing in the world series and I'm watching it drinking a beer. They- <laughs> I was like, that's not a knock on this guy. I just had never heard of him. And I was like,
0: he's starting a world series game. Who is this? and i think it's an interesting it's an interesting kind of mix between the two teams you have the phillies who have gone out and acquired a lot of talent put together a really, really good team. Obviously, all the big free agent signings. And, you know, you can see how that team in a tough division wins 85, 87 games however many they won. And then it makes this great run because they have really, really good players. And, like, how that stood up in the playoffs, how the power plays in the playoffs. Um, and it was super fun to watch. And then you have the Do- or the Astros on the other side who have, you know, they have some big arms, I guess, for Lander. I'm trying to think who else... Was acquired free agent. Colors came up
1: with them. Uh, What's the other starter's name? The invisible guy.
2: Javier. He came up with them. He
0: came up with them. I yeah. But they've done. I mean, but you know, they've they've grown it. But they've they've paid their guys. They paid Altuve. They paid Bregman. They paid uh, Jordan. um, Did they already pay him? Yeah, this year. What's his deal? Like eight for. 100 and one, something. Oh,
1: that had to have pissed Ian off so much. I mean, I mean that's a guy that needs to hold out. He, he's getting here. Take take my wallet. Like Brian Cashman says, take the checkbook. Write a number you want. Steve Cohen says, here's my checkbook. Write a number.
0: Six six for one fifteen. He's uh, Ugh. he's very young. He's, <laughs> uh, he's, he's hit, worth he's a billion.
1: Make, he's basically gonna hit fucking free agency twice. But yeah. but I mean, he's worth. Forty million a year right now. He's the best left-handed hitter in baseball right now. Prove me wrong. Maybe hey, so. hey, but Hey, back it's close. to the defense. Back to the defense. He's playing half the game, but he plays in the AL.
2: Maybe Everybody both- has the DH. Everybody now. has
1: a DH. That's uh,
0: true. Dumb. Oof. Oof. Six for six for one fifteen, and then he's a free agent again at thirty-two in twenty
1: twenty-nine. Ian, give me what you think he should get per year right now. After this season, he just had. Say a free agent tomorrow. Or today. What should he get per year? Give me a
0: contract. You I mean, if he was a course. free agent at 26. Well, when
1: is he supposed to be one? In two years? One year? Before this deal? He's been up yeah, a while. This was
0: this was pre-Arb. I think he uh-huh. would have been a free
1: agent at 29. Same as Judge, like 29. Yeah.
0: I think he would have been a free agent at 29. You know, if he keeps up this production and he's a free agent at 29, then you're looking at, you know, same uh, some kind of six for... 150 now six 200 some <laughs> type of thing i mean his numbers are insane it's like what are you willing to pay for a dh can he actually play a field how's his body hold up all that stuff i think he's had some knee issues yeah, but the other thing the other part about this is like he would have made like through arb he would have made crazy like he would have made he would have been one of those guys that makes 40 oh. 60 million bucks through arb so like i don't know but I, I don't hate the deal for him because he gives himself that security and can go back up to the market and he likes playing there and he's comfortable and all those things. So, but yeah. isn't he one of those guys? Like when you reach time for a well, I guess no,
1: cause he's younger than you. Right. But isn't that how it works? Like for guys that are free agents, they look to other guys deals and be like, yes, I'm worth this because he got this basically.
2: yeah. That's and why like, like okay. the players are happy for each other or happy for guys, but they're also like, Hey,
0: come like, on, wait a little bit and help yeah. us out. Yeah. Yeah, I right. mean that he could have pushed. He could have pushed the arbitration markets forward, and like guys that get taken out of the arbitration system, then you don't have comps to use as like, hey, you went through. Kind of
2: hard. It's hard as a player to say, yeah, I'm going to wait till one, like one or two more years, and it's like you don't know what the fucking.
0: And who's his
1: comp too? Like you know who's going to arb and being like, yeah, you're the same as Jordan Alvarez. Like, I'm I mean, like there's many.
0: I mean, yeah, but there's dudes like the Harper. Yes. You know, Harper went through arb and like. Chris Jordan Bryan would be trying to RV comp himself. Yeah, you know, Jordan would be trying to comp himself to Harper or some of those guys. You know, Machado or Soto or all those guys that went through. Like those guys use each other to push the top of the market forward. And so it's. A, but he's a great hitter, and you know. So let's talk about free agency. Let's get into free agency. I don't know if yeah, you guys you know see. this, but this year's free agency is brought to you by Muggsy. I I did know that somebody told me. Somebody told you that Muggsy, November Sale. Biggest sale of the year. A lot of a lot of people are doing this. All right, we're going early access Black Friday sale. November 1st, so it's already started a week ago. Entire site, 30% off. All your favorites, free shipping, free returns. 30% off. This is free early access Black Friday sale for the best jeans on the planet. You know that I love Mugsy jeans. You don't even need a coat. This is like one of those things where you usually I'd be like, go use our code. You don't need a code. You just need to go on there. Okay. You just need to go and you need to take advantage of the early Black Friday sale at Muggsy.com. Dakota's going to go get himself seven pairs. Let's right. talk about free agency brought to you by Muggsy. I have something to say about free agency first before we get into like who's a free agent. So Trey Turner just dropped this. I guess it got leaked, leaked, fake leaked where uh, I think it was John Hamm did a voiceover for a Trey Turner, like pump up video. It was like a two minute pump up video and his agency sent it to all the teams and somehow it got leaked out and uh, is on the, is on the social media now. It's actually, it'll make you want to sign Trey Turner. It's great. But I was, so I saw this video I'm reading an article and they're like, yeah, you know, he's great. They, they made a comment about his power and his shortstop power. And they're like, the article was like, yeah, but his ISO is down this year and that's like a concerning long-term trend okay so iso for everyone out there it's uh measures power raw power because it only accounts for extra base hits and so like if you have a double if you're one for five with the double your iso is 200 so you had two bases it's basically like a total base uh metric but it takes out all your singles it's an interesting thing it measures power so it's like Guys that hit more homers have better ISO. The guys that hit doubles, I don't think it's the best stat ever, but some people like to use it to measure like power production. So real quick,
1: if you're like two for four with a triple and a single, you just get 300 then?
0: uh, No. If you're three for four. No, two for four. Two for four. Single. 300. You get a triple when you said singles don't no, count. I think right? it would that would be three bases divided by four. I think that would be seven fifty.
1: Oh, it's divided by your number of number Is of. Is that backs. right?
0: That feels like slug though. I'm confused. That's why someone I had to, explain I, ISO. I don't, to don't me. understand it. Okay. Yeah. Where's Tom? I Where's ISO Tom when you need him? Tom, power of a Tom's quiet today. Zach's needed. got it. Zach's,
1: shh, Zach's got it. Zach, go. For
2: example, a player who goes one for five with the double has an ISO of two hundred.
1: Yeah, but I needed like another example because I feel like that just so. I guess if you were one for five bases. with
0: a triple, you'd be 300. 300.
1: Yeah. Oh, so it's not like bases divided by at bats. No, I don't think it's basically so. just bases, not counting singles.
0: I'm very confused. <laughs> this is the formula is hilarious. The formula so is let's, hilarious. Let's hear the formula. We'll put it out there on the on nope. The I'm putting the formula. I'm putting the form. Listen. I'm putting the formula into the chat, and someone can someone can try to figure that out. I'll read it for you. One times double
1: plus two times triple plus three times home run divided by at-bats or slugging percentage minus batting average.
3: All right. I actually kind of understand this, I think. So basically what they're saying is that the mul- there's a multiplier, right? So it doubles worth only one but then if you hit a triple it's it's like six bases really and three and you get three times multiplier on a home run so it's worth like 12 bases i guess so it okay. really emphasizes triples and home runs it seems like over doubles even
0: so it's basically saying stretch all your doubles into triples and stop being okay with hitting doubles nobody cares about doubles anymore which i think is ridiculous what? Who doesn't care about doubles? This ISO doesn't care about doubles. ISO says I should stretch five of my trip, five of my doubles into triples this year. And I'd be a better player. This is another made up
1: stat that they just, I feel like they just said, you know what this we're going to decide this person's better because
0: we just, we made this algorithm. This isn't even my point about ISO. Okay. We've gotten off track. My point is everybody's ISO was down this year because the balls were dead. And then they're saying, like, so you have a 130, 120, 130 runs created, weighted runs created, or uh OPS plus, which is measured against the league average. So you're 20 or 30 percent better than the league average, you know. And then just because the ISO's down, which is an is a metric that does not compare to league average. So yeah, in 2017 or 2019, you would have had a higher ISO because the balls were hotter. And this year, with the balls being dead, you have a lower ISO. People are like, it's a concerning trend. Yeah, the dead baseballs are a concerning trend, but ISO is not a concerning trend. I just got a little fired up about that. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You still had a great year, man. Hey, thanks, man. Oh, I know. But I just... this was about Trey Turner, but thanks. About that. But that's also kind of weird to have a free agency hype video. I'm just saying. Hey, it's kind of a sick video though. You
1: should watch it. Uh, I, just... I just
2: saw it on I just saw it on Twitter. The yeah. start of it looks awesome.
0: Yeah, it's sick. It's sick. There's music, John Hamm's talking. It's electric. He's gonna be a cubby. That's my prediction. We got some shortstops in the market. Everybody that was supposed to opt out opted out. We still have some qualifying offers. We still have qualifying offers to happen, rejections or accept, accepting of qualifying offers. Um, and then things get real spicy next week when the officially opens. Well, and Edwin Diaz already agreed to terms on the uh, record-breaking deal for a reliever. Edwin Diaz is the first closer to make $20 million a year And he's the first or more. And he's the first closer with a hundred million dollar total contract.
1: And I'd say it's deserved.
0: Yeah. Uh, Yeah, for sure. He's a lot younger than I thought he was. I did not think he was 28 years old. I was like, wow, I thought he was 32. I would have guessed. Yeah, still isn't
1: old, but it's like, I would have been like, yeah, he's like low 30s. Did not know he was 28.
0: Good for him. I mean, he feel like he's been playing for a while. He's nasty. I think the Mets are obviously going to be pretty active in trying to re-sign the guys that they have, and then going out and getting more guys. So this is a good start for them. Um, they're DeGrom. going to run three hundred plus million dollar payroll, but that it's a really, really great contract. Do you guys have anything didn't, to say about the free agent market in general? Well, I saw Degrom opted out. Didn't didn't you face him this year? Ian? How, what'd you do against Jacob <laughs> yeah. Degrom? I'm interested to see what that looks like. You know, that could be a that could be like a three for one fifty type of thing, you know. I don't he's know. He's like thirty four. Right? Then
2: you can and then you can use it in arb and say this guy just signed for the world and I'm going in arb. I booked him. so like, where's my blank check? So basically, I should
1: also get fifty million a year. Correct.
0: I don't think Degrom's
1: that,
3: that old. I don't think thirty four. He's thirty four, he huh?
1: Turns thirty five next year in June. Wow. Whoa. June 19, i I'll be sure to wish him a happy birthday.
3: DeGrom and Kershaw, I believe, are the same age, which is pretty wild to think about because they obviously. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Had different, very different careers. DeGrom's a late bloomer. Kershaw's the obvious early. And DeGrom went to college. True, as well. To get more knowledge.
0: DeGrom got to the show in, in when he was 26. Interesting. I did not think he was that old. So now I'm now I'm freaked out because I thought Diaz was older and I thought DeGrom was younger. He's an interesting case because, you know, like someone's probably not going to give him the length but somebody's probably willing to pay him thirty, I mean forty to fifty million dollars just to pitch in the postseason. Isn't that what Scherzer's kind of been doing? Like, well, Scherzer like signed one, a three two. for. Well, no, he had the. He just came out of the big deal. He Signed a big deal with the Nats. Came out of the big deal, and he. But he's older. You know, he 38. was like thirty eight, and yeah. he signed a three for. He signed a three for. Oh, that's right. Three for one. It was 42000
1: dollars. I could see DeGrom getting. I could see a team saying, here's five for 175. Or do you think that's too low money wise? 25 year? No. That's too low. 27 and a half year? It's too low. He's not going to take anything under like 35. But then, but don't you think he'll get max of three years? Like, I don't think you can give him a five year 225 or 250 if. That's yeah, well, and he's gonna. I'm thing. not saying so, at 39 he won't still be good, but it's somebody's a risk. He
0: hasn't, he, he's in in 20 between 2017 and 2019. Okay, he threw 200 innings for three straight years 201, 217, 204. Nasty, unbelievable. He made 12 starts in 2020, which was which Short was about season. that was about a full season. That is a full season 12 times 560 was 60 games. Okay, and then. The last two years, he threw ninety-two innings in twenty-one and sixty-four innings this year. Was he nasty? Yep, he had a one oh eight last <laughs> year, and he had he had a three this year. But that was you know a couple starts at the end of the year where he got hit around. But like, when he's healthy, he's the best if, pitcher. If in if you're if the if if you're bad if you're down you're struggling Oh, tough year 308 era <laughs> like it'd be all right but a lot of
1: guys if you told them before the season most guys not the top end guys but i'd say 98 of pitchers hey like we'll give you a 308 this year you don't have to show up uh where do i sign what color yep, would it. you like yeah
0: and so he you know it's it's is someone willing to pay him that amount of money and you know believe that they're going to get that you know, 150 to 200 innings but Moreover, like if you have enough depth, like the Mets had, you basically just want him healthy for the playoffs. I don't know. Interesting. 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 I think he is one of, if not the best pitcher in the game with the best stuff. And it's just, what's that going to look like? It could be, it could be like no doubt the highest annual average value that we've seen.
1: I'm very curious, switching here to see what the Cubbies do. See if they give our guy IHA an extension, possibly, maybe. Maybe they make some moves, some splashes, go
0: get some good players. I don't know. I think I, you know, you know, I'm interested in more than just what the Cubbies are going to do, but on a general sense, what because of what happened last year, and we had this lockout deadline, so there was a flurry of stuff that happened early, right before. It feels like there's a ton of hype for the free agent market right now. But what mm-hmm. we've seen in the past is like free agency and then like nothing happens for three months. Yeah. It's like, like January. A rumor here, a rumor there. Or like one like or two random guys. one guy. Yeah. Yeah. But like, it feels like when the free agency starts, you're just going to have like bang, deal, bang, deal, bang, deal. That's not how it goes, but that's, that's how, how but that's how like NBA goes. It's like that first day. Yeah. It's like,
1: this guy's fine. This guy, like everyone is signed. And I feel like this year I'm with you. Like this year it's going to be like,
0: They've signed him. We've signed him. Like it's going to be crazy. It feel it feels like things are going to pop early, but I just I don't I'm excited. I mean I don't know. I've never been so excited for free agency. I'm like, ooh, who's going to do what? Well, I feel like most of it gets done
1: too at the winter meetings. Like that's another big. Like not a ton will happen before that, just because that's a big time where deals just get worked out. And that's in what like a month.
0: Yeah, th- this is the first time in a while that we've seen. Hey. The CBA is set like after 2019. Like, obviously, 2020 was a mess, 2021's a mess, budgets and everything, and all this stuff. And now you have, and then the CBA last year being uncertain. Now you have like the CA signed. We have five years of we know the rules. And like, what's it look like? I don't know, but I'm excited to find out. Do you think, brought to you by Lexi Jeans? What do you got? Do you think
2: guys is, or hitters will go up? like payment will go up with no shift or do you think I they think they that no
0: i don't I, th- I just think that the value teams are never going to just pay guys more for fun but i do think the value of some left-handed bats Schwarber short. I, I, Schwar, I mean yeah he's 100%. locked up he's locked yeah. up but yes riz, Rizzo. Yeah, like riz i think if you run the metrics on uh guys that are uh impacted by this riz is the top five Guy that's impacted by the shift. And I, I I think there's going to be teams that would have maybe not had such an emphasis on a lefty bat or been worried about the platoon might value that lefty bat a little bit more. I think when you're you know left on left is a tough thing, but it's probably easier for a left left on left. I don't do this, but just sell out and hook a slider or hook something on the ground hard. And if there's more hits doing that. Um, Maybe, maybe it plays more. I, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see the long-term impact of it, but I think every front office has run the model for what deals are out there for guys. And I think trades too. Like There's going to be guys that it's like, hey, our model thinks that this guy's going to have more success at the big league level without the shift. If he's cheap right now, let's go grab him before the team that he has realizes they could benefit or see if that team values what we value. So I think that there's little things like that. You get shifted, right, on the left side? I get shifted once in a while. I mean, depending on the team, like I get shifted, I get shifted two guys on the right side or three guys on the right side. Sorry, quite a mm-hmm. bit. But the, um, the out, the guy going to the outfield or not kind of depends on the team and who's, who's the, the rover guy and um, who's pitching probably is another yeah, factor. who's pitching. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, I like, I'm excited. And for me, like right-handed for a while, I was getting three guys on the left side and I hit a lot of balls really hard in the ground right-handed.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, um, so but like, you,
1: they can still. The new rules are you can still do that, right? You or is it have to be two on each side of the base? Two and two and two. Ugh, I don't like that. <laughs> I think as long as you're on the dirt, you can go wherever you'd like. Oh, what is it? Oh, you can't play in for a possible bunt anymore either. You got to stay in your position. You, we're going to draw a circle. You have to stand right here. Good luck. Hopefully, they don't hit it at you. It's stupid. I hate it. I hate it. I do. Don't tell me where I can and can't play my players. Hey, man, they give you a circle that you have to stay on. That's all I got on that. That's my yelling at the clouds is telling me where and where I can and cannot put players in the field if I'm a manager. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, what What about the outfielders? They can't shift either. Like, you got to stay inside these lines. Like, can they shift? You can't do a four-man outfield. That, <laughs> Ugh, stupid. I hate it. I don't like it. Just wait until they bring in robo-umps, and you'll really – this podcast will take off because I'll be in jail for my comments. let's
0: talk about umps for a second. We need to talk more about umps. We need to have an umpire section every week because we talked about uh, Patty Goatberg, Pat Hoberg, and his perfect game, and – Someone doesn't like him. Shouldn't
1: say that. Who? Remember the text I sent you? I don't think he was behind the dish. He was second. No, so he umped a game this year against you guys oh and jared young was up in the big leagues and he got punched out on a backdoor slider from daniel bard and jared texted me and sent me the picture of the pitch and said you guys say this guy's the goat it was it was two balls off the plate and jared's like i mean it's a slider it was it was never a strike he's like i i I couldn't believe it when he called it he's like but i couldn't say a word because i'm a rookie it's amazing.
0: It's amazing. guys remember that specific pitch, but we talk. we, you know, we, we spend this time talking about him with the video goes up. John boy puts the video up on all the channels and stuff and it blows up and all the, all the things that we've talked about on this pod, all the, all the videos and everything the the Pat Hoberg perfect game is just flying, flying off
1: the shelves. It's just crazy. Like I couldn't imagine going back there and not
0: missing one in the world series on the biggest stage he's an iowa guy do you know that Iowa guy
2: oh nice nice yeah des moines i wonder how yeah. he did at principal park with no batters
0: i i don't think it does minds um really excited for free agency really excited to see what happens before we do screen time tom do you have any any comments for us you've been quiet all episode i know you're having your tomato bisque is there any uh anything you want to tell the people tom
3: no, I was um I, I will say this, Zach's a big Duke fan. My father, huge North Carolina fan, has never been to a game at the Dean Dome going to his first game tonight. So that's sick. Yeah, that'll be cool. So that's really cool. He's been a fan since like you know, 1965, never been to a game at the Dean Dome. In fact, we wow. went twice in my life and both times it was closed, in fact, for renovations. So he's never even been inside. And that game tips off thinking two hours, they're playing. I think UNC Greensboro or somebody. Two hours are tipping off at nine o'clock. Nine o'clock tip, baby. Goodness. Spartans tip
0: off in
1: three minutes. No big deal. Yeah, Duke too. I, I want to go to a Duke
2: UNC game. That would be awesome.
0: Zach, do you have a do you have a Duke sweatshirt I could borrow?
1: <laughs> Zach, real quick, I, um, I'm going to switch the topic for you because I got beef with the other two. Uh, oh boy! Um, I just want to say thank you for being the only one to wish me a happy birthday yesterday.
2: You know. It's it's oh just sad, my god.
1: god oh my god Ian and Tom did not
0: oh my god I'm uh, such a bad friend I'm such a bad it hurts a little bit I'm sorry I think I'm
2: that's the definition of what that's a coworker if it asked me yeah it's just
1: oh we just work together we're not yep. like
2: buddies I mean I get it it is what it is
0: all right I'm gonna put that in my phone November sixth <laughs> is a birthday for Dakota uh. Tom, I'm not going to say that I blame you for, uh, as the guy that does our research, not um, knowing that it was Dakota's birthday in Texas. Basically, and said, just hey, Tom's the responsible one. So you'd expect that he would know that, you know, if I could, if I could have some in my life that would know all of the people's birthdays that I need to say, like, happy, like I would. Oh, that would be so, so valuable. Many I forget I am so the many worst birthdays. Birthday. P- person. Or like remembering events that people are doing and like i'm i'm just bad at it and uh and i apologize i'm not a good friend i i win the worst friend of uh the year award brought to you by Rum. and uh i i'm sorry is that a more is that a better award than a gold glove no it's the worst word you can win oh, okay. a friend okay. award but it's, it's okay. it has a good it has a good sponsor so it's okay i forget um because i see. forget i forget
1: what day your birthday was but uh hopefully zach remembers and it'll text in the group text and then i remember it's in september
0: i believe july september august
3: let's Middle do the year. year you're making
0: me feel better because you have no idea what my birthday is uh i know zach's is
1: i'm gonna sound really dumb when this is wrong but i want to say july 9th nope i'm
0: close they could have just kind of stop talking 30 seconds. I think I have a good number today, guys. I think I'm competitive. I think I'm competitive.
1: I, mean, I need to know Zach so it's in my head. When's your birthday? May 29th.
0: Fuck.
1: That's close. I had a You're 9 pretty close, man. I had a nine. Uh, 450 is my screen time. An hour 24 on TikTok. 511. I was looking up. Let's all go. Yes, oh. videos. Yeah, Woo. Yeah, yeah. That's no, a W. Sure, I was watching sure. fucking Lions videos.
0: Smell you, Packers. Can, can I just make a comment that uh Dakota's supporting the the team there with the John Boy sweatshirt. We appreciate that for the for the team. For the team Tom,
3: screen time? Always. I'm I'm supporting the team too. Oh, 4 hours 58 minutes.
1: Oh, I just beat him. 320 for me. Day. 320.
0: I just wiped the floor with you guys. 320.
1: But Tom had a great that's we can't let that go over. Under Tom, five? that was a, yeah, you've
0: had a great day, man.
3: Thanks, guys. Happy for that. you. Happy belated birthday Dakota.
0: Thank you. Episode 135 brought to you by Parse Rum. When I say Parse, you say rum, rum, parse. rum, 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 rum. Uh, we'll see you next week. I, I just want to tell the fans who are probably have all turned the podcast off by now that uh, my mission for this offseason, I'm going to state this now and then you can all hold me accountable. My mission for this offseason, as it is now officially the baseball offseason, is to have more guests on the pod. So this offseason, my goal is that we will have more guests than we've ever had on this show. I have a list. I'm going to start texting people and setting it up, and that's my—it's not a promise. I'm not promising, but that's my that's mission. My hope. That's my mission for the Compound <laughs> podcast is that we have guests throughout the offseason, and um, I'm putting it out. Rump. Rum. Rum. See you next week.